So Jesus said, blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Matthew chapter 5, verses 11 and 12, those are our core verses for Core 52 this week. And if you are a first-time guest or want to welcome you, and if you don't have a Core 52 book, I want to encourage you to grab one before you leave on your way out. This is week number 18. And we're talking about this theme of blessing or blessedness, which the word blessing means it's flourishing. Your life is good. There is just some people even say congratulations. It's just a very good thing that happens to you. And yet this seems sort of upside down. And in our Core 52, I, w- I want to do our application up front. Usually I save it to the end, don't I, if you've been here long enough. So I'm just going to switch it up today, so flipping the script. So here's your homework. Are you ready? Day five's action step is to go to a website called icommittopray.com. It's the website for the Voice of the Martyrs based out of Bartlesville, Oklahoma. And it says to read a Christian story of someone who's experiencing hardship, persecution, and then commit to pray for them for three consecutive days. So I want to encourage you to go to the website this week, read a story, pray three days. And some of you are saying, well, I don't do internet stuff. I'm going to do your homework for you today. And I'll even say the prayer. So you only have two days left. How's that? I can't do, I, that's the best I can do for you, okay? And so here's one of the stories from that website, icommittopray.com. It's, from, it's about Hamed. This was posted on April 22nd, just this year. Hamed is a Muslim leader and teacher, and he was listening on the internet to a Christian broadcast. And he was upset that Christians would proclaim that Jesus is the way and the truth. So he started writing in questions every day for a week, asking them to just send some things. And at the end of that week, he wrote them a note and said that he had secretly given his life to Jesus, but he was afraid what his friends and what his coworkers would think. And after he gave his life to Jesus, his students, his Islam students, had noticed a change in his teaching, and his wife confronted him, are you a Christian? And he said yes, and she threatened to divorce him. And then Hamed said this, The worst thing they can do is kill me, but they cannot take away my love for Jesus. That's Hamed's story. Those stories are real. And sometimes we get in our little bubbles and we kind of forget that people really are suffering for the name of Jesus. And what I want to do is pray for Hamed, and I want to encourage you, when you go to the website, you can actually read a lot of people's prayers, and you can write one up yourself and put it up there. And so I want to read a prayer for Hamed and others who are suffering in the name of Jesus, and it's from this prayer from a guy by the name of David here in the U.S. So let's pray for Hamed and others like him. May our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ bless you and protect you as you work to advance God's kingdom. I pray that you feel his love and presence in extra measure, and that you feel the love of all your Christian brothers and sisters praying for you from around the world. Amen. Our core verse, Matthew 5, 11 and 12. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you.
I could summarize those two verses in one sentence, it goes something like this. Christ's followers celebrate when they trade beatings for blessings. Sometimes those beatings may actually be physical. Sometimes it might be verbal. And for following Jesus, there is going to be a price to pay. But Jesus says that's a blessed life. Jesus uh, gives us two truths about these blessings from these two verses. The first truth is this. Blessing comes in unexpected ways. Blessing comes in unexpected ways. Let's be honest. Does it sound like a good thing when people insult you, persecute you, falsely say all kinds of evil against you? Do you think that's a really good day when, that, when people do that to you? You're like, yeah, this makes my day. No, it's upside down. And this is some of these upside down teachings that Jesus gives to us in one of his more popular teachings we call the Sermon on the Mount. The Sermon on the Mount is in Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7. And so we're going to be unpacking some of this sermon this month here in May. And if you want to go even a step further outside of Sunday mornings and besides your, 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 uh, your Core 52 study, here's a way to get involved. And it's through our Right Now Media account. We're paying the bill. You just need to sign up. It's free for you. And so you can go to Right Now Media. There's a number you can text. It's 49775. Text Berlin CC to that number, and you'll get your link. Uh, set up your, your um, account number. But there's a, a deeper, there's a, a, a study on the Sermon on the Mount by one of my friends, actually, Jim Dalrymple, uh, called Your Kingdom Come through Ozark Christian College. But it's, we've already got it on our bookshelf on our Right Now Media account. It's just tap on the Berlin Christian Church, and we've got some of our um, highlighted studies there. And so you can go with that phone, tablet, your smart TV, any of those types of things. If you have trouble and you're like, I don't even know what you're saying, preacher, just get with me or one of the others here at church, and we'll be able to walk you through it. That's one way to get into this if you're wanting some further study on this. But this Sermon on the Mount is upside down, and so blessings come in unexpected ways. As we go through this sermon, uh, he starts out in chapter 5, verse 3, Matthew 5, 3. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Again, is it a, we generally don't associate poor with blessing, do we? Verse 4, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed. So it's a good thing when you're poor, when you're sad, when you're hungry. It's what it sounds like he's saying there, doesn't it? Those are upside down. Blessing comes in unexpected ways. Maybe Jesus is trying to say, when you realize that you have nothing left, that's where I can do my best work. That's where I can fully meet your needs. And when you get to that point, then we can really do something. Maybe that's what he's trying to say, is that blessing comes when you realize that you're not living life on your own power and strength, but on my strength alone. But let's think about this. Why do people insult Christians? Why do people pursue them so vigorously? Why do they slander them? Why does that happen? Well, I was reading a book by uh, Shane Wood, and, and his book is called Between Two Trees. And in that book, he tells a story of, of his sister and her neighbor. Uh, his sister's name is Tracy, and her neighbor struggled with drug and alcohol addiction. And one day, Tracy was going out to get her mail. 
And she looked over to her neighbor's house, and she could see her neighbor uh, sitting there on her porch. It looked like she was probably coming down off of a high. And so she went over to try and encourage her, and she just said, how are you doing? Are you, are you all right? No, no response, really. She was awake, but she just wasn't engaging. And so then Tracy sits down on the porch step with her and put her arm around her. And she said, is there anything I can do for you? See her start, she starts crying. And then her neighbor asked Tracy, what makes you so different? Why are you different than all of my other friends? And Tracy kind of shrugs and said, well, it's, it's Jesus. And in an instant, Tracy's neighbor got incensed. She was angry. She started cursing and swearing and saying, get off my lawn. Take your judgmental religion away. Get away from here. She was shocked. And so she was stunned, gathered up her kids, and went home. And she started talking with her brother that night and processing the experience. And he said, you know, why did, in just an instant, she just turned on me? He says, you remember when we were growing up and we'd be asleep in bed and someone would come in and wake up and flip the light on? How do we usually respond when that happens? Yeah, we kind of scream and we might holler and we might throw something. We might say something we shouldn't, shouldn't say. And we kind of try and cover up because the light hurts our eyes. He said, when you mentioned the name of Jesus, you were shining the light into her darkness. And those with addictions and those with secret sins, those who hide, they are comfortable in the dark. And when the light shines, it hurts their eyes. In fact, you go just two verses later in our text, Matthew 5, 14, Jesus says, you are the light of the world. And so Shane was saying, possibly... By you mentioning the name of Jesus, you were shining the light into her life. And instead of bringing peace, it brought her pain. Maybe that's some of the reasons why people insult Christians and persecute Christians and falsely say all kinds of evil is because as followers of Jesus, we have the lights and we are shining it into some dark areas. And some people just respond. It just, it hurts. Jesus said, when people falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me, because of me, that is the key here, friends. Sometimes people speak evil against you because you do something stupid. Jesus is saying, that's not my fault, and you ain't getting a blessing from there. All right? But if you're following me, and they start lying and beating you up, it's because of me, there's a blessing. And so let's just play this logic out. If we say we're followers of Jesus, then we're going to follow where he goes. And you know how the story ended for Jesus, right? They put him on a cross. Talk about persecution. They killed him. And while Jesus is hanging there on the cross, there are rebels on each side. And it says that the rebels there in Matthew 27, verse 44, they heaped insults on Jesus. As if hanging on the cross for all the world to see isn't enough, they start, hanging, they start cursing him keeping insults on him. Mark's gospel, after Jesus is arrested, he's with the Sanhedrin, he's under trial. Mark 15, 46. Mark 14, verse 56, he says, many falsely testified against Jesus, but their statements did not agree. 
Blessed are you when people falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Jesus knows what it's like to have people insult him, persecute, and lie. And so if we're going to be followers of Jesus, we should not be surprised if we do not experience something similar. But the prophet Isaiah brings us great encouragement. I want to invite you to go to Isaiah 51. It's in your Old Testament. Isaiah 51, verses 7 and 8. He says this, the prophet says, when you're experiencing hardships and people are starting to kind of pile on you and say some things that, that are going to be hurtful, he says, hear me. Hear me, you who know what is right. You people who have taken my instruction to heart. Do not fear the reproach of mere mortals or be terrified by their insults. For the moth will eat them up like a garment. The worm will devour them like wool. But my righteousness will last forever. My salvation through all generations. Isaiah 51, 7 through 8. He says there, hear me, you who are doing what's right. Those who follow after God's ways, listen. Don't fear those who are insulting you, those mere mortals. Remember what Hamed said? The worst they can do is kill me, but they cannot take away my love for Jesus. And then he says, those people who heap, heap insults on you, moths will take care of them. He says that the moth will eat them up like garment. Have you ever caught a moth in your hand? You know what that feel? What is that? I can't even describe what that feeling is. It's like waxy, fuzzy, slimy. I don't even know how to. What's the feeling of when you don't understand? There's, it's like nothing's there, and then it's like gone. It's like vanished. So those little bitty moths can even take care. They can do some damage on your clothes. I still don't know what that mothball smell does to them. But something, and so, but moths can do some damage on your clothes. It's those little bitty moths, they'll, they'll devour those people and throw insults at you. Don't be scared of them. Or a little bitty worm going after some, some wool. It's just, it, don't worry about those folks. They will not win. And then he says there, the last part of verse 8, but my righteousness will last forever, my salvation through all generations. Jesus did enough to take care of all of that for us. We can rest confidently in the salvation that we have in Jesus, the strength that he provides. So, blessing comes in unexpected ways from verse 11. In verse 12 of Matthew 5, our theme verse, celebration comes in unexpected ways. Celebration comes in unexpected ways. So back to Matthew 5, verse 12, our key verses. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. Rejoice and be glad. Let's be honest. That's not my first ex instinct of when people insult me or they want to take me down or physically harm me or lie about me. I don't really think, yes, I want to throw a party today. That's not my first instinct. But remember, Jesus' ways are upside down. And you get into the Sermon on the Mount, these verses, chapters 5, 6, and 7 of Matthew's Gospel, it's going to turn our lives upside down in a very good, positive way. Here's how... Eugene Peterson paraphrases these verses, Matthew 5, 11, and 12, from the message. He says, not only that, count yourselves blessed every time people put you down or throw you out or speak lies about you to discredit me. What it means is that the truth is too close for comfort and they are uncomfortable. Think Tracy's neighbor. 
You can be glad when that happens. Give a cheer even, for though they don't like it, I do. And all heaven applauds. And know that you are in good company. My prophets and witnesses have always gotten into this kind of trouble. Rejoice and be glad. Two different words. One is just general celebration. The other one is be glad is you're so happy that you've got to do something physically to demonstrate it. You yell, you cheer, you jump up and down, you slap high fives. There's something visual that you just are, you, you, your body just naturally does. And so this is the experience that he is wanting us to have when we have these experiences. It doesn't make sense, does it? What's this really look like? Well, you go to Acts chapter 5, and the apostles are preaching the good news that Jesus is alive. And the, the Sanhedrin, those religious leaders, they arrest the 12, and they put them in jail. But the angel of the Lord brings them out, and they're still preaching the next day. And they deliberate, the, the leaders deliberate and say, what are we going to do with these guys? We've got to stop them from preaching the name of Jesus. And they deliberate for quite a while, and they just basically say, let's just beat them up and tell them, don't say anything about Jesus anymore. And so they beat them up. It says that they flogged them, which was that whipping device that had lots of different strands of leather with sharp objects on it. And, you know, just many people died from the flogging experience. And then you get to Acts chapter 5, verse 41, and here's, what, here's how they respond as they leave that experience. They've just been flogged, and they say, don't speak anymore in the name of Jesus. Acts 5, 41, the apostles left the Sanhedrin rejoicing because they had been counted worthy of suffering than disgrace for the name of Jesus. They celebrate they're like, yes, we finally got to be treated like Jesus was treated. It's a separation of who's really following after Jesus. The apostle Peter, who was in that group that day, wrote a letter to some church, to Christians who were scattered. 1 Peter chapter 4, 13 and 14. He says, rejoice inasmuch as you participate in the sufferings of Christ so that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. If you are insulted because of the name of Christ, you are blessed. I wonder where he heard that from. For the spirit of glory, remember we just talked about the Holy Spirit, three, remember three in one, wasn't that cool? Three in one. The spirit of glory and of God rests on you. It says rejoice, blessings coming, the Holy Spirit's with you. You're not alone, you have nothing to fear. Rejoice and be glad. Why? Because great is your reward in heaven. Great is your reward in heaven. Celebration comes in unseen ways. This is a re reward in heaven we cannot see. And our reward and the blessings, the celebration that we can give is both a present reality and a future hope. There's things happening right now that we can say, yeah, God's doing this, and I've got some good things here. But there's also some things that we can look forward to. It's not an either-or, it's both-and. Present reality blessings and future hope to guide us, to give us a picture of the future. But as you walk back through those blessings in verses 3 through 10 of Matthew 5, it's both present and future. Verse 3, blessed are the poor in spirit. Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, they will be comforted. The meek, they will inherit the earth. Those who hunger and thirst, they will be filled. 
The merciful will be shown mercy. The pure in heart will see God. The peacemakers will be called children of God. And verse 10, 11, and 12, the persecuted, theirs is the kingdom of heaven, and great is your reward. The persecution ones seem to bring present blessings, present uh, reward. Your reward is great. But it's hard to see sometimes, isn't it? It's hard to have that picture. The half-brother of Jesus said it this way in his letter, James chapter 1, verse 12, Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial. Having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. Great is your reward, Jesus says, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. We've just studied some of the prophets the last few weeks. You remember Isaiah, Jeremiah, and Daniel? Jeremiah was called the weeping prophet. He preached for decades, and he was significantly persecuted. He was beaten up several times. In fact, one of the priests beat him up. Can you imagine a priest beating up a prophet? You're like preachers beating up a preacher. That's what was happening. And so the priest beats up the prophet and puts him in stocks overnight. He didn't like hearing what he had to say. Another time, they says that Jeremiah was beaten and thrown into a dungeon for a long time. And then on another occasion, Jeremiah was thrown into a cistern and it was mud and he sunk down into the mud. In the same way, they persecuted the prophets who were before you. And then there's Daniel. Remember Daniel's story we talked about last week? Daniel was thrown into the lion's den. Why did Daniel get thrown in the lion's den? Because he was praying to Almighty God. Why was that wrong? Because cabinet members of the king had passed legislation. You cannot pray to your God. You pray to our king. Could there be a day coming when legislation's passed toward us where we're going to be faced with a choice? Followers of Christ celebrate when we trade bless beatings for blessings. The last sentence of our chapter this week, Mark Moore writes, Happiness comes with having a higher purpose, not possessions or protection. And as followers of Jesus here at Berlin Christian Church, we say our purpose or our mission is to make more and better followers of Jesus. That is our purpose. And we follow him wherever he leads. Blessings will come no matter the consequences. I want us to refocus our time around communion 